So we're in this, this season, this thing called Summer of Renewal. We're new, renewing things within us. And I know summer is a great time to renew. Many people, they go out for long walks on the beach. And they, they like to have those late, you know, the days are longer, the nights are shorter. And so you get to stay up a little later, some of us. <laughs> Some of us still go to bed. It's like clockwork, you know, the body's condition, you know, seven o'clock, you know, I don't know who that is, but I, I praise God for you. Um, but uh, so we, so we, we, summer's that time. And so this is a great time for us. And I do want to just encourage you again on this thing called serve day. It's our first time where we are purposely. Now, I, I want to say this to you. I know that many of you in here serve in many different capacity and ways like all through the week you're serving like i got the privilege of serving i love serving my family you know there we had a we had a little bundle of energy and joy for the last 10 days and this little fella because praise god mom and dad got to go enjoy some wonderful time and then it, then then he, we got a little break and two more came right in so we get to serve them it's always a joy i learned more about this thing called paw patrol and all kinds I learned all kind of stuff, you know, it's beautiful, but this is a day where we're taking and saying, hey, we're going to serve a few houses and, and then also going to serve this house, serve things here that need to be done that uh, together, uh, the Bible's clear, it says do good to all, especially the household of faith. And so we want to get out in the community. We want to make a difference, but you got to start somewhere. And so we said, we're going to join in and, and try to see what we can do to make a difference here in Glen County. And so uh, the, the Lord kept telling me, do not despise small beginnings. Um, it's a way for us to get together. And as we do this, here's what I want you to do. There are things you see that need to be done in this county, in this community. And, and I think it, it's not me coming up with things for us to do. It's you coming up with things for you and your friends to do. How cool would it be? You just decide, you know what? I see this need over here. Hey, guys. You want to come over and help? Let's go do this over at a house. or And we can let, let you know certain things around here. But ultimately, as, as things continue to progress and as we continue to grow, what we want to do is we want to have people, teams all over the place saying, we're just going to go and we're going to, you know, many hands make light work. So, so a group of people can show up on something and knock it out. And as far as serve day, you can come early. You know, let's, let's be honest. This is southeast Georgia. <laughs> early is better. You know, don't try to show up at 12 and go out and say, let's go do yard work. Woo! <laughs> you go ahead. God bless you. We'll have plenty of, of water and watermelon for you. Um, which, by the way, I thought one thing um, I was riding, this is this past week, I was riding by, and you see all these, this is the season, all these watermelons around and people selling them. And they got some open up. I thought what would be better as we're serving here to have a group just sit here and Come and, and have a little, you know, we'll have something set up and just, just buy some watermelons, make them cold and let people say, just come by and get a piece of, get a slice of heaven right here and, and just share, share with the community. We ain't trying to get anything. We just want to love you and love them. How cool would that be to just do that right here? That could be one we could do right on campus. Just a way to reach out to our community. So that's a big one. And so this morning, it only stands to reason we're going to, I've titled this morning's message real simple, simply serve. And where I got that from, um, a few years ago, I was uh, going out to Colorado. I was going snowboarding. And um, on the way out there, 
Anybody, we got any frequent, frequent flyers in here? People like to get on planes and go all over. Or we got people that never been on planes. You, you know, you believe in that scripture. Jesus said, lo, I am with you. <laughs> you say, I ain't going up. I'm going to stay low. Um, well, I was, I, I, I don't mind it one way or the other. I've, you know, been on 10, 12 hour flights. It's not a big deal to me. But we were, I was going out with a friend and my friend was a frequent flyer and he had frequent flyer miles. And he said, hey, let me get you a ticket. I was like, Okay, um, it was simple. And so on the way out, we show up at the airport in Jacksonville, and it's a straight flight to Denver. We show up there, and um, the, uh, the, the attendants say, well, as I went to sign in, they said, sir, we, we've got a little uh, a problem here. And I said, well, what is it? He goes, well, we had too many people in there. We had open seats in first class, and we had to move somebody to first class. And you're it. And I said, that's, where's the problem? I'm looking for a problem in this. That is not a problem. But it turned out to be one in this. So I go, and, I, and the friend that got me the ticket, he's sitting there going, I'm going. What am I supposed to say? You know, here, put him there first. You know, it's like, he bought my ticket. You know, it, they put me there. So I, so I get in there. And I had never experienced anything like that. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you ever flown first class. And it's great if you do, praise God. No, no, no heart. But as I got on there, they hand me this warm thing. this like a towel thing, little minty smelling thing. And I was like, what do I do with this? <laughs> and I started looking around. Oh, oh, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to wipe my hands off. Okay, good. And wipe your face. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's what, oh, okay, this is what we do. And then before anybody even sits on the plane, I'm sitting there, they're coming, would you like a beverage? And I'm like, what? Like, we haven't even got in the middle of the flight yet. You know, we're right as soon, would, would you like, I, I get something to drink now? Like, I like, yes, what would you like, sir? I'm like, anything? I mean, normally you just, you know, it's a real thing. Where's my peanuts? You know, that's all I'm worried about. And so as I'm sitting there, so I get this, it happened to be one they were serving a meal. And so then they come at mealtime, we get on, and all these people are walking by and I'm going, then my friend walked by and said, high five, man, thank you. God bless you. Here's a towel. No, I'm only kidding. I didn't throw it to him. But as we did it, I'm sitting there, and it comes mealtime, and they say, I- I'll never forget, would you like the roast duck with pilaf, or would you like the, the, ha- the Swiss uh, ham with Swiss cheese and all this? And I was like, there's a choice. There, there's a choice here. So I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm in the lap of luxury, and I'm going, Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I realize what Paul meant when he said, I've learned to be content with much and with little. Because there's been times where I've been on the back of an airplane where the engine, you know, back there, way in the back, where they hide the peanuts, and I'm not going to lie, <clears throat> or the pretzels, and I'm not going to lie, there's some times where, oh, look, there they are. They're for the passengers. <laughs> Let's get a little extra back. I don't know. But so, so anyhow, this is what happened to me. True story. I get off, well, on the flight home, guess what? I didn't get an upgrade. I sat there watching, knowing, I know what's going on up in front of that cabin. I sat there from, from then on, every flight's been like, mm, Lord, help me not to be covetous. Lord, you're testing me. Help me not be jealous. So I say that to say this, with every one of us, 
We love to be served. We love to be pampered. And there's nothing wrong with being pampered at times. You know, ladies going and getting, you know, the manny and the petty and all that stuff. Guys, too, I guess there's some that do that. Just don't touch my toes. <laughs> there, there's stuff to do that. We love to be pampered. But I'll just say this, that we're more invigorated when we serve. And Jesus dealt with this too. This is a natural thing that happens with humanity. Jesus has been walking with his 12 disciples and a situation comes. He's on his way to the cross and he comes up and in Matthew 20, verse 20 through 28, we're going to just read through this real quick and we're going to break it down. If you got your Bibles, you can open them there. Matthew 20 through 28. He's walking with his disciples and it says this. Then the mother of James and John... Uh, the son of Zebedee came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request? He asked. She replied, in your kingdom, in your kingdom, um, please, kingdom, please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and one on your left. But Je Jesus answered by saying to them, you don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? And they both answered, oh, yes. They replied, we are able. And Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup, but I have no, uh, but I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. My father has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten other disciples, they heard this stuff going on, look what they said. Ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked. They were indignant. But Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of this world, the, the, the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader or great in the kingdom among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave or last. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many." There's a lot of things that take place in this world. Like I said, every one of us, we like to look for bargains. We like to look for that deal. We like to look how we can upgrade. How can we go the next level? And I want to say to you, I believe that Jesus wants to do something in us and through us that we begin to look at not how I can be served, but how I can serve others. Because the world system, it is one that we look for prestige. We look for power. As a matter of fact, here's the system. Two systems we always got to battle. And we live in the world. Jesus' prayer was that we'd be in the world, but we wouldn't be of it. In other words, we've got to be here, but that our hearts and our minds would not be locked into how it operates. And so the world system is like this. It's, it has to do with money. It has to do with power. It has to do with position. It has to do with prestige. It has to do with selfish. And I'm going to tell you, as I sat in first class, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but the, the, but the chest started... Boom. Like, oh, can I have another drink? I'm getting my second Coke. Oh, y'all don't get that one yet. Okay, y'all haven't been served yet. Th there was something that came over me, and it's just because I was in a different seat on the same airplane. 
That's all it was. This is what God's system looks like. When we say wealth, it's not just simply about money. There are really wealthy people that their bank accounts would not say the same. That they're wealthy on the inside and wealthy in family and wealthy in ways that simply this world doesn't understand. Also, instead of power, it's humility. Humility says, I'm willing to lay down my life instead of, I've got to take it. And the position, instead of position, I love what God does. He places us. God raises us to positions or places of authority. He does that as we stay connected to him. Instead of prestige, we look for peace. That I get to operate in that. Instead of selfish, we do selfless. So that's what God, that's what he wants, those two systems. And in order to operate in those, by the way, let me say this. The woman that came, the mother of of John and James, was this. She happened to be, if you look at scripture, she happened to be, the way she did it, she went and knelt down before Jesus. That's the world system. You know, when you want to go and you want to get something from somebody, what you gotta you gotta put on all the things and you you get it all set up just right. You gotta get your, you know, what are you gonna say? How are you gonna say it? Look just right, get the part, and then you go, okay, so she did it just right. Hey, hey Jesus. Respectfully she did it. And she did it just like the world was like, I gotta set this up. I got to make it the way it was. Now, let me say this. Um, uh, Salome was the lady's name. It was John and, and James's his mother, which happened to be the sister of Mary. So John and James is really Jesus's cousin. Maybe you didn't know that, but it's there. And as a result of that, she was coming with, not only did, this wasn't just a woman coming out of nowhere. This is like family, y'all. Come on, you know how it is when family asks, I expect more when I come from my family. I expect these things, my position, because of who I am. And I want to say to you, what we do as believers, you can't get any higher status than the son or daughter of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. It is not something that we have to go and say, hey, we get to celebrate who we are and who's called us to be a part of that. And so as we go through this, I want you to think, this thing of serving it's not basis, it's not if I get a title, if I get a position, I'll get this, then I can do this. It's an attitude of the heart. There's two components I want to look at. The first one being this, this word that, that, that we have to really work on, and this is called compassion. Compassion. Now I want to say to you, this does not come natural because passion is a part of our life, but with passion is saying, I look at other people and I'm more compassionate about them than I am my own. That I'm looking at others instead of saying, wow, they should do better. Instead of me beginning to cast judgment on others, I begin to look at them and say, wow, that's what Jesus, that's how Jesus operated on this planet. It says whenever he saw, he saw the multitudes and it said he had compassion on them. There was something, and that word, it's not just, it's not just, oh, I feel sympathy towards them. It's empathy. There's something that goes, I really want to make a difference. In their life. I really want to change what's going on in this situation. That's what Jesus operated. Matter of fact, there was a man with leprosy in Mark, the very first uh, chapter of Mark, and he asked Jesus, he said, Lord, would you heal me? You could do it. If you're willing, would you heal me? And look what it says in verse 41. He said, moved with what? He was moved. He didn't, he didn't just go and say, yeah, I'll do it. He said, 
there was something that stirred. He saw this man with leprosy and he knew that he wasn't even allowed in the community. He wasn't allowed to be anywhere around him because, oh no, you're unclean. And he had to actually, in that day, you had to go around telling people, unclean, unclean, don't touch me, unclean. How would you like it if you had something, you had to go, unclean, sorry, sorry, you can't be around you, can't be around me. They, that, they were by law required to do that. And Jesus saw this and he said, no, I don't see you as unclean. I see you as a prospect. I see you as somebody that God wants to heal and touch. And he said, I am willing. This is what the man asked him. If you're willing, he said, I am willing. And I want to say to you, that's compassion is what makes us willing to make a difference. That's what we need in our hearts and lives is when we see a situation going on, instead of instantly have righteous or this thing rise up, we got to look and say, what can I do to make a difference in that situation? The second thing is this, and we've talked about it and we'll continue to talk about it, is love. Compassion and love, those two things are components we cannot operate without. And it's not our own love. We all know about the agape love. It's something he puts in us that goes, man, I just love you. Why? Just because of God. I want to tell you, it's impossible to love the way God loves without God's love. Let me say that again. It's impossible to love the way God loves without God's love. It, you can't do it. You, you can have some love and you can go, well, I really. But God, when you understand the great, immense love he has for you, you operate from that place, not towards that place. And so this is what, that's what 1 Corinthians 13 says this. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, what did he say? But do not have love, I gain nothing. In other words, if I don't have the motivation factor of compassion and love for that which I'm doing, what will happen is it, it, it turns into a selfish um, accolade that, that we begin to, to celebrate our own. The reason I bring that up is this. As your pastor, I need to encourage you that there's coming a day where there will be no more days. <laughs> In Revelation, I'm not trying to do this to scare anybody. I'm trying to bring truth. That there's coming a day where Jesus even said this. There's a blind man that's uh, in the temple. And the disciples are talking. And they begin to ask him. Um, they begin to say... They ask him as far as who sinned, him or his parents. And, and Jesus goes, neither one of them. Neither one of them sinned. But the, and, and so we'll look at that in just a second. But he said this. He began to realize that, hey, there's coming a day where there won't be any more days. In Revelations 22, this is what it says in verse 12. It says, look, Jesus is coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their Deeds. Now, let me unpack this for one second for you. Because when, as soon as you see that, when you say deeds, you think of good deeds, bad deeds. <laughs> you think, uh-oh, well, I've done some things, I've done some things not so good. Anybody been there before? <laughs> let me say this to you. This is not our eternity. This is after we're in heaven. Okay, Jesus settles our eternity. In other words... There's nothing, there's no amount of giving, there's no amount of serving, there's nothing good that you can do on yourself, on your own, where God goes, Woo, good job, I'll let you in now. It won't happen. Every, our eternity is based 100% 
on what Jesus did and Jesus did alone. His death on the cross settled my eternity. What it's talking about here is, this is for those who are already believers, and it's called the second judgment. It's the one where that's where we get rewarded for what we did here on this earth. And I want to tell you, this is what I live for. This is one of the things that I, I keep in mind that every day that I'm on this planet is one more day I won't be. And I don't do that with a thing like, oh, oh. I do that with a, woo, I got to make it count, Lord. I'm going to make it good. It's going to be good. So when, when, I, when I run into you or we're out and about and I see I'm generally excited, like I'm excited to make a difference. It is not a burden to me because I know one day I won't have that opportunity. And so as we look at serving, it's not simply about me and what I get. It's simply about the Lord Jesus and him, him coming and saying, I'm going to live for that day, not simply this day. I'm going to serve in this day with that day in mind. Amen. With that understanding, there are four things I want to give you real quick that uh, that's going to make any type of simple serving and make it easy. And these are things that everybody has the same amount of, some of them a little bit different, but um, how they play out. And the first one is this, it's called time. Everybody gets 24 hours in a day. Nobody gets extra. We, we don't get, oh, look, I want to, nope, we all get the same amount of time in a day. It's we get to choose how we're going to use that. What are we going to do? Are we going to use it to serve ourselves or serve others? Right now, as you're sitting here, there are people that are serving the little ones, the children in children's church right now. They're sitting there and they're getting taken care of and they're being shared the word of God on their level. There are people in the nursery right back there right now. They're sitting there taking care of your little ones. They're sitting there going, rocking them and and praying with them and loving on them and saying, hey, we we made them take all the duct tape out of the nursery so you ain't got to worry about that. Um, I'm only kidding. (laughs) There are people that love babies and they're sitting back there serving your precious little one right now. Before you got here, there was a lady, there were two ladies sitting here. They were making coffee. One of them don't even drink the stuff. They don't even, she don't even drink it. She said, I just want to, I just want to serve. I want people. We know some people like that, you know, that little liquid refreshment. Get you a little boost. Um, there are people that are serving all the time. There are ushers that were sitting here making sure that as you walked in, you had, you had a bulletin that are sitting there making sure helping people get guided to where they are. There are people that are active involved. We all get the same amount of time. What we do with it is up to us. And I want to challenge you that if you haven't got involved yet, please get involved. There are many areas that you can serve right here at this church to make a difference in the lives of those. And I'm telling you, God wants that. In, in John chapter 9, what I mentioned uh, a moment ago, in John chapter 9, verse 4, this is where Jesus was talking to his disciples about this man born blind. And, and they literally asked the question. They saw a man blind and his disciples asked him, which one sinned? Who, who sinned? Was it him or was it his parents? In other words, this man is cursed with blindness. What's the result? Of, is that because of what his parents did or is that because of what he did? It's like, I, I, I always question that because like he was born that way. He didn't have anything perfectly innocent coming in the world. And Jesus said, neither. In other words, he said it this way. It's not that sin doesn't cause sickness and disease. That's a part of that scriptural. But Jesus' blood wipes that out. But it is a thing where Jesus said it this way. He said it's neither so that the glory of God could be displayed 
And he made this statement to him. He says, as long as it is day, and this is a season, we must do the work. We must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. In other words, Jesus knew there's going to come a day where everything I'm going to do for the Lord, anything that I was going to accomplish, any life I was going to change, I already had that opportunity. Today is a great day to help do that. Amen. So time is a big one. The second thing is talent. Now, I know that when we think of talent, I've had many of you tell me, I don't have a talent. I'm going, that's a lie. I've had different ones say, I don't have, Mark, I don't have a talent. I'm not talented. I'm not. That is such a lie. You are talented. You're gifted. By God, you know I can say that with all sincerity. 1 Peter 4.10 says it this way. 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you, everybody say each of you, a gift, a charis, that, that gift, a supernatural gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to do what? To serve one another. Not simply me. It's not about me. It's about we. It's about me helping other people. Again, in Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says this, for we are, we are God's handiwork. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you're God's handiwork. That's right. You're God's handiwork. He's doing a good job on you. <laughs> He's working. Uh, created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works. Why? Which God prepared when? In advance. So before you ever showed up, he had stuff for you to do. You didn't just show up and go, oops, what do I do? He is literally... Have thing, he has opportunities for us to make a difference with our gifts. It's up to us to make sure we use them. As far as the third T is touch. Touch. Now, this is one that uh, when we think of touch, many times we just think of a personal touch. But I want to tell you that in Proverbs it says this. In, uh, in Proverbs 11.25, it says, The generous will prosper. And that generous is not simply about money. It's about what we're talking about. It's about our time. It's about our talents. It's about our touch. It says, those who refresh others, what? Will themselves be refreshed. In, others, in other words, when I help other people, I get refreshed. When you help other people, you get refreshed. God wired us in such a way that when I think of other people more than myself, and I'm going, hey... I just want to see, I want to see God do a work in your life. I want to see you. And this thing of touch, let me say there's three, I came up with three W's. One is warmth. Warmth is, you ever been around somebody that seems cold and I'm not talking about the temperature in the room? <laughs> Come on now. Step on a little toe here. <laughs> Sometimes people seem a little cold and it's like, you know, you just get around them, you just instantly get cold with them. Like, <laughs> I want to tell you, I don't think I've ever been around a cold person. You know why? Because when I get next to them, I'm like, we're fixing to warm things up a little bit. <laughs> we just come and bring a little warmth. <laughs> Let me say to you this way. Warmth is how you talk to people, how you look at people, how you... And the second one brings up our other one is words. We touch people with our words, how we speak to somebody, the way we look at them. We can either bring condemnation or we can bring clarity. We can say, look, 
We can bring comfort like, look, yeah, you made some mistakes, but guess what? God's bigger than every one of them. God is bigger than every mistake you've ever made, and God wants to use you. We can bring that with them instead of saying, hey, yeah, you're never going to make it. You're condemned. You're terrible. Look at what you're doing. Look at this. And then the third W was with our wealth, and wealth is not simply just our finances. That's a part of it, but wealth has to do with, with our wisdom. It has to do with all that we have. That we can be, a, we can help others. We can bring, we can touch them with that. And the the fourth and final one is this: it is with our treasure. And treasure is not simply. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's not simply money. It it's a part of it, but treasure is something that we do that we value. Matter of fact, Jesus said that that it's it's the treasure. Whatever you treasure, there your heart will be also. Not, not your treasures, whatever you treasure, whatever, wherever you, whatever you treasure most, your heart's gonna go after it. Instead of wherever your heart is, your, your, your treasure. No, it's always whatever you're pursuing, that's where your treasure's gonna be. Matter of fact, if you remember the story of Cain and Abel and the very, the first two brothers, Cain valued the best stuff. He wanted the best of everything. Abel recognized and said, God, you're the best, and I want to give you my best. Matter of fact, you're worthy of my best, and I'm going to give it all. So, Cable, uh, Cable. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> it's an early morning. <laughs> Y'all can use that later. Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, Cain valued his own power position as well. Abel valued relationship with God to the point to say, Lord, it's all about you. And because of that, Cain got jealous of what Abel had and ended up taking his life because of what he treasured. That's what, that's what made him do it. This is what Proverbs 3, 9 says. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Like, Lord, I'm not going to give you what's left over. I'm going to give you my best and I'm going to challenge you with this. You need to make the first part of your day at some way, somehow, I don't care how you do it, that's got to be your first part of your Like, we, we celebrate right now the first day of the week. We say, Lord, you're already doing a good job. You're here, worshiping with us, celebrating Jesus the first day of the week. We got to do it with the first of our income. We got to do it with the first of our day, the first of our thoughts. I've told you, my, my number one, the first thing when I wake up is word of God. I put the word right in front of my face because I know what will happen. My mind will race on what I got to get done and what needs to be done. And it races things. So I got to, nope, nope, you're first, Lord. First part of my day. So we want to honor him with the first of our fruits. And this is what Jesus said in Luke 6, 38. He said, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will will be poured into your lap. Not just a little bit, poured in. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. In other words, whatever I do and however I serve others, it'll be done for me back. And so I want to challenge us as we come up in this season, we're coming up with, with, with serving others. And by the way, it's not just simply on one day. Um, we have these out in the, the lobby. This is a little card. I want to remind you this is a great time to do it. These are out in the lobby is the last table before you head out the door, right on the right. This says, just something extra to show you God loves you. 
you can take this and you can, you can uh, do something extra for somebody. Like, hey, I just want you to have this. I still use them. Um, like if you go to a restaurant, many of you are going to go to a restaurant today. And you're going to show up in there and there's going to come a time. You're going to sit down. Some of you are going to go to the fast food. It's good. Enjoy. Some of you are going to go where they serve you and they're going to come and do it. And then this, this little waiter or waitress is going to come up and he goes, hey, more tea, more everything. And then you can say, you know what? I just want to bless you. And you give them a honk, a good old honk and one of them tips that they just go, what? You make them, what? And you stick that in and say, just a little something to say God loves you. You know why? Because people need that. People need that. Let me say this to you. I, you need to treasure people and treasure what God's doing in your life more than we do. We need to do that. I want to say that as we go about our day, everybody, everybody in here needs encouragement. There, as I'm going through my day, and this might just, I might just be weird, but I look and I'm thinking about who can I text? And I'll, I'll, many times during the day, I'll just send somebody, hey, praying for you, just thinking about you. Just, just love you. God bless you. I, I do that quite regular just because people need that. And you'll be surprised at how many times I get back, man, I needed, oh, just right perfect timing i want to challenge you you have ways of serving others and don't even know if you'll give see people always go well i need i need encouragement i promise you if you start encouraging others you'll be surprised at how you'll be encouraged you start serving others you'll be surprised at how it god gives us gives it back to us finally i got just two things and 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 we're going to pray it says this the value of life isn't determined by how much I get, but how much I give away. It's how much I give away. And I want to challenge you in here that that's up to you to determine. Uh, just a moment ago, uh, our, our uh, executive pastor, when he was talking about offering, he said, hey, we're stewards. We are all stewards here on this earth. We're limited our time. But what I do with that and how I, how I distribute that, God lets me do that. And finally, in Matthew eleven twenty five, this is what Jesus said when it talks about saving and thinking I got to have. It says, for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I want to challenge us this morning in this. That every one of us have needs in here. There's not a single person in this room that doesn't have a need of some sort. It could be physical. It could be financial. It could be spiritual. It could be emotional. We all have needs. I want to challenge us to, first of all, Jesus said, it's not about me. It's about him. If I try to hang on to my life. I lose it. But if I give him my life and I continually, it's a continual, it's not a one-time thing, but it's a, a day in and day out. Every day I continue, Lord, this day belongs to you. Last week I gave out a, a little thing about declarations. I encourage you. If you haven't got one, they're on that same, they're on the table right there as you walk out. Personal declarations about how you, de- de- you declare who you are and who God made you to be. You get to declare that. You get to do that and say, Jesus, I belong to you. My life is yours. I lost my life. When you, you gave your life for me, now I give my life to you. And so that's the first thing in the first area that we always go from. 
And I want to challenge you right now. I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for just one moment. And the only reason I do that is this. It's the only way I know you can get alone in a crowded room. It's the only way I know that you can take just a moment and do some reflection. You, you just reflect for just a moment. Reflect and ask yourself, right now sitting in this room, do you feel close to God or do you feel far away from God? Do you feel like he's a million miles away? You, you sitting here basking in the fact that he's right here with you and that you belong to him and he belongs to you. Because if you've got that feeling that, that he's far away this morning, I got great news for you. This is the whole reason Jesus came was to get close so we could be close to him. It's not based on what I've done. It's based on what he's done. And you can come close this morning. You don't have to stay far away. You can come right up. You can, you can come and be welcomed right now in the presence and in the family of God. And I'm going to ask you, if you feel far away, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that this morning would be the, be the beginning of a relationship in such a way that you know you have God's presence right there residing on the inside. That he's living and moving and breathing and, and directing your steps. And if you'd say, Mark, I, I need you to, I need, I need that prayer. Would you pray? Would you pray with me? I'm going to ask you to do me a favor and just slip your hand up wherever you are and say, Lord, that's me. I need prayer. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Praise God. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Feel far away. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Lord, I, I want you right here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is where we make a personal decision to say, Lord, I give you my life. And I'm going to ask everybody if they would at this time, those who would like to, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize that in my own life, doing things my own way, I've made mistakes. I've done things. I've said things that dishonor you that have dishonored my family and myself. And Lord, I recognize this morning I need a Savior. Jesus, would you take my life? I give it to you. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's right. Y'all just praise God right now. Thank you, Lord. Look, we can never give what we do not have. I can't give forgiveness if I haven't received forgiveness. I can't give love if I haven't received love. So what God's desire is for us is to stay close, stay connected. And I want to challenge you as we close and as we, we head out. I want to challenge you in this. When we begin to think of we instead of me. We, instead of me, we will always do more together than I can ever do by myself. Always. Always. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Always. And that's why, as your pastor, I, everybody's invited to the table. This isn't about how good or bad you are. We're all bad. We've all made mistakes. This is about how good God is. We don't show up at church to say, look how good I am. We show up at church and say, Lord, you are so good. I don't deserve any of what I've got. I don't deserve any of it. It's by your grace and by your goodness that I have what I have, that I am where I am. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Y'all stand up with me at this time. I'm going to ask those who, who prayer. We're going to have people come. If you stand, those are our prayer team. If y'all come and stand up here, be ready for prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We never want anybody to leave here without the opportunity. If you have a need in your life, physical, spiritual, most, like I said a moment ago, please, we want to agree with you to touch your life. God always operates through others, and this is where we come in and say, Lord, y'all believe with me. We want to do that. Thank you, Lord. Open your hands to the Lord. Receive from him. Father God, you're the one who commanded blessing to be spoken over your people. And in so doing, Lord, you said that as we place your name on them, you in turn would do the blessing. And so I say to each one of you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift the light of his countenance on you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.